0: Welcome to the LC Parent Podcast, where we get real about the struggles, victories, and laughs we share as parents.
1: We are so glad that you're with us on the LC Parents Podcast today. I couldn't be more pumped. I have two of my really good friends who are incredible pastors and leaders here at Life Church in different ways they both are responsible for creating incredible content to lead and develop pastors and students and adults and Man, we're, honestly, we're super, super fortunate to have James Meehan. James, thanks for being on the yeah, show. yeah,
2: yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Charlie Letourneau. <laughs> Hello. Let's I don't know go. what to do, but I yes. know, right? Yeah, okay. If you could see us, it's kind of one of those, what do I do with my hands moments. <laughs> yeah. But I, I truly am so excited, and this episode is going to be a little unique today. We went on the LC Parents Facebook group. Which, if you're not a part of the LC Parents Facebook group, it's a closed group. It's a group of just live church parents. It's a safe place for us to ask questions, share victories, share challenges, pray for each other, find life groups. All kinds of things happen in that space. And so we asked you guys, what are the things that you're most challenged by right now? as a parent, where are you finding the tensions? And so we have a set of questions that came straight from you guys. And I believe that today you're going to hear some answers that are super practical and that help you build your confidence and hopefully help you as you develop your community of parents that you're sharing life with. We're going to get right to it because we have some good questions and I know that you guys have some super solid answers. So I'm just going to kind of fire away and interrupt each other. I may jump in, whatever yeah, that looks like. All right. It. Are we ready to go? Let's yep. go. Let's go. Okay. Question number one, I'm not going to unpack these things. I'm just going to go. Okay. How do I get my teenager, my kid to open up more?
2: Mm, that's how a beautiful do you do that? question. So I am actually a sixth grade guys small group leader. Okay. And so I am navigating, how do I get sixth grade boys, 11, 12 years old to open up? And I think the biggest challenge that I have to deal with is the fact that. If I want them to open up so that I can feel like I'm having valuable conversations, Mm -hmm. it's not actually going to lead to them opening up. If I want them to open up because I want them to have a safe space where they can process their feelings, their frustrations, their struggles, then I'm actually putting them as the priority.
0: Motivation. Right. It's this
2: whole idea of, okay, what do I want to accomplish? Me to feel good as a small group leader. Me to feel good as a parent or to actually do what's best for these individuals. Mm. I think that's the question that I want to start with. And when I start with that question, then it shifts my perspective from, okay, what do I want to talk about to what do they actually care about? When I ask the question, what do they actually care about, not just what do I want to talk about, then it makes me more interested in the things that they find interesting. That's good. And so we talked about Minecraft. We talked about OSU. We talked about all of these things that for them are a really big deal. And honestly, for me, not so much. No offense to all of you Stillwater fans. Like, that's just not the things that I often think about. Mm -hmm. But that got them to be more comfortable opening up. And what I'm believing is that later down the road, more meaningful conversations will take place because I started with, what do they care about?
1: That's so good. So what I'm hearing you say is, it is less about, I need to find a way to jump in there and provide some sort of inputs it really is more about discovering and being curious. What is it that they care about? And that then creates a safe place for them. What it says is it communicates value. Right. You value the things that I care about, which is Pokemon Go yeah. or Minecraft or you know whatever crazy band they're into. That's good. Right.
2: And until I care about the little things, they won't trust me with the big things. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's so true.
0: That's right. Probably the same thing. It's probably it's around that same concept of just creating space for natural conversation. I think if we if we really always go back to to scripture to see what should be my mindset in this. And it's really just to seek to understand instead of being understood. You know, sometimes you can create a space where you're trying to if you're really honest, trying to be understood. Yeah. And if we're really honest, we need to create that space where it's just time for me to listen. And so, like some of the things that we would do, my daughter's twenty, almost twenty-one now, and it's just create time mm. with no agenda. Just have oh, fun. Good. Just go on dates. And so, I would do stuff like just let her pick the time and just say, "Hey, where you just tell me where I need to be and what time."
1: That and, says and then I value let that. You. Go however you want to go. Gosh, that's yeah. awesome. So good. Okay, so I feel like, I almost feel like all of these questions sort of dovetail off of each other. Our next question is, so important, how do I build my child's self-esteem?
0: Yeah, gosh, that's such a great question. And and the reality is I think what we're talking about there is the building requires a source. It requires a source of inspiration, a source of labor, a source of tools and resources, right? And so Mm -hmm. when I think about that question, I always want to think about, well, what's the source I would want to point them to? And, and for me, that would be Christ. And what does that look like? That's the source of self-esteem. And so when you look at Proverbs 2, 1 through 5, I'm just going to read this really quick. It says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry out for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and then find the knowledge of God. And I'm I just got some great advice from a mentor very, very early in her life that the ultimate goal is to point her towards a faith with her father, Mm. where that would be the source of fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God. And I don't think there would be a more beneficial thing in terms of self esteem than her knowing who she is, whose she is, and what her plan and purpose is. So it just is a very simple reading God's word teaching them to listen to God, to talk to God, to search for God. And when we do that, you know, the Bible's very clear that that's a promise. Yep.
1: Right. That's, that's a so, promise.
2: Okay. So I think that's important. You yeah, know, I think. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is I think one of the things that I see so often, especially in young people as they're navigating their teenage years, that undermines their self-esteem is exactly that, a false sense of self. And I think as followers of Christ, we've got to be really intentional that when we are helping our students, our kids, understand who God is and what he says about them, that we tell them the whole story. Because Genesis chapter 1 begins with a loving God creating everything, and he called it very good. And he created us as human beings in his own image. So from page 1 in the Bible, as human beings, all of us, were created with dignity, with value, and with purpose. Now, on page 3, Genesis 3, there is the fall, where sin infects us, corrupts us, distorts all of that stuff. But I think what can happen is we can get so hung up on Genesis 3 that we forget what God said in Genesis 1. Mm. And for so many young people, for whatever reason, they get into their minds that the core of who they are is wrong, is dirty, is sinful, is shameful. Yes, the Bible says that our best deeds are filthy rags in the eyes of God. Right. But what were rags before they were filthy? Right. They were clean yeah. and they right. were new. And that's through good. the love of Jesus, we can actually be made new. And that's I think good. that's a really important starting place. The second thing I would say is when you want somebody to develop more confidence and self-esteem, Put them in an environment where they can do things that build self-esteem. That's awesome. Right. Like if you just tell people you're a winner, but they don't actually ever win anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not going to develop self-esteem. Right. right? Yeah. Some of the things that I think build confidence the most are when people are in uncomfortable situations and through putting in the work, they're able to overcome that situation yeah. and celebrate what it feels like to say, man, I did my best and I actually achieved a great outcome.
1: I love that. I, I, one of the things that Matt and I did early on was we recognized what were the strengths in our girls. Sometimes strengths come out as weaknesses, right? <laughs> but yeah. We, yeah. I, I mean, gosh, as, as early as I can remember, constantly spoke their values over them. Mm-hmm. You are a child of justice. You love justice. You are so That's compassionate. So mm-hmm. And speaking those truths over them and celebrating the effort, not come the on. outcome, right? That's good. Man, you swung for the fence. Not, I, you only get celebrated if you hit a home run. Yeah. So, all of those things. I think that's great. Thank you guys. Okay, next. Oh, this is so good. And this is a Mm -hmm. question that comes up all the time. What are your favorite Bible studies to do Mm -hmm. with kids, teenagers?
0: Yeah. I'm going to just say, what are they interested in? I'm going to answer your question with the question. And the great (laughs) thing is, the Bible literally has, I think, a pretty unlimited amount of topics and things that are in there that we can connect things that they're naturally excited about or naturally not even excited about, but inquisitive about. They have right. questions about, they're entertained by that. And so I just look for, I always look for natural momentum and how can I leverage that? And so help them find lanes that excite them because that lane's going to lead to another lane. Because mm-hmm. what we have to do is trust in God's word that yep. when they find the lane, they're going to also find, oh, well, that's pretty cool too. And that's pretty right. cool too. And it kind of sets off a journey. So I just always look for what's a current topic that maybe is appropriately challenging for me and I would say, hey, Bethany, hey, this is something I'm really trying to work on. I'm trying to pray through right now. Would you do a reading plan with me on that? Mm-hmm. Or I would say, hey, what's something right now that's a real joy or a real praise for you or something that's a real challenge for you? So go topical if you can and right. just see great. where that goes. And there's a ton of, obviously, resources available to do where that. Where would these U-Version. resources <laughs> be found? So you can go to Uverson <laughs> and figure that out. Bible Project's are a great place. There's yeah. just so
2: many great places to figure that out. That's yep. good. Yeah, I think... If we can as much as possible point our kids and students to Jesus, mm-hmm. I think that's a really great place. And so one of the things that I really try to do with people that are starting to read the Bible for the first time is start in the Gospels. Because what we're told later in Paul's writing is that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. In Hebrews, we're told that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and so that the perfect revelation of God is Jesus, the Word made flesh. Mm -hmm. And so when we can help our young people understand that the God that we are here to serve, to worship, to do life with is most perfectly revealed in Jesus, that lays this beautiful foundation for how to understand and deal with some of the more difficult passages throughout the Bible. Right? As a person who creates content for teenagers, I recognize that there are a lot of things in the Old Testament that if you don't have the context for, it can be really challenging to understand them absolutely but when we start and end with jesus what we discover is even those difficult passages are a window into god's goodness and his grace that are perfectly revealed in jesus and so i think connect the person of jesus to the challenges and passions of your kids and students and what you're going to see is a really great starting point to then dive deeper into the rest of the biblical story absolutely
1: I uh, do want to take a second to just be real clear for those of you who may not have YouVersion the Bible app downloaded on your devices. I encourage you to do that. There is a section there called Bible plans mm-hmm. and you can type in anxiety, depression, purity, suicidal thoughts, Joy. Uh, uh, any so <laughs> <Yeah>. anything <laughs> right. topical Absolutely. and then also any anything spiritual. And I'm going to make a real shameless plug for a new reading plan series that Pastor James and Caitlin, who is on Come the on, content Caitlin development Caffrey. team at First Switch, have developed called uh, Fully Devoted. And Fully Devoted is a series of Bible plans that takes uh, the reader through the entire Bible, the entirety of the Bible, to understand the story of the Bible and how we fit into that. Is that mm-hmm. a yeah, good summation? Absolutely. Okay, so I, I definitely want to plug that. Okay, so next thing. How this one I can remember seeing this one worded several different ways and always with funny emojis but how do we convince these kids of anything mm. right so because they don't want to believe us whatever mm. we say it's just not the thing can I oh, can I jump in You're first yes here's my experience as the the parent of two <laughs> now young adults
0: yeah
1: i am not, I'm probably... There's going to be a period of time where you're not going to convince them of anything because you're their parent and you don't know anything. And I'm not going to say that that's true for every single kid. And I had a great relationship with my kids. But the best thing I could do is surround them with other great people great small group leaders at church, good mentors. I knew their cheer coach. I, she knew what Matt and I believe. She was a believer. So I partnered with all those other so adults good. so that they could say the thing, and it would suddenly become the gospel. If Laura Robinson told mm-hmm. Madison something, it was the gospel. I could say the exact same words and be like, Mom, you don't know anything. You know. Right. So that's my, my <laughs> first tip is surround them with other great people.
2: Yeah. One of the things we say all the time is that you as the parent is the most important influence in the life of your child, but you're not the only influence that they need. Exactly what Allison just said. And I think one of the things that I find so funny about this question is the deep desire that all of us have to help our kids know what's good and true and live according to it. And we try to get there in the way that we think is most effective, but oftentimes actually isn't where we try to give them the answer. We try to lay the path out for them and then just say, hey, now go and walk it. But the thing about especially those teenage years where these young people are trying to figure out who they are, who their people are, what their purpose is, that's a journey that requires discovery and them actually taking ownership of it. And so one of the things that I find really funny is I have uh, often been critiqued because I don't always give our students easy answers. And it's so intentional because when I'm in these conversations with people, what I say is like, hey, how is that working for you? Mm -hmm. And usually the answer is it's not. (laughs) Because like with teenagers especially, if you tell them what to do, they probably won't. If you tell them what not to do, they probably will. And so the question that I always try to ask is how can we guide them? To what's good and true how can we give them the tools and surround them with the right people so that as they're navigating this journey into adulthood they can do it wisely and they can do it safely how can we put a safety net in place where when they fall short when they mess up they're yeah. met with grace so and then in that journey as they're asking these questions we're helping point them to the answers not giving them the answers but pointing them to that and so I know all of that is not clean, it's not simple, it actually can feel a little bit uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I think that's what's so beautiful about mm-hmm. the model that Jesus gave over and over and over again, is he doesn't give people easy answers in his teachings, but he invites them to wrestle with hard truths and to discover who God really is.
1: Just yeah. real quick, I there was a point when the girls, maybe 11, 12, 13, knew it was time to shift some of our rules of engagement in our house and you know what were what were some of the rules going to be about how we operated and all the including curfews, screen time, all of mm. those things. So good. And I allowed them to create that. Mm-hmm. It sounds crazy. Like why would I ever they're going to say no curfew, but they didn't. They actually <laughs> set really appropriate ground rules That's for themselves. That's so good. Some of them weren't great, and so we came back to the, okay, how is this working for us, guys? You know, so how is yeah. how is your homework getting done with this rule that you set in place related to homework? Absolutely. So, I mean, that's kind of, let them speak into things. Let them so create some of their own yeah. answers.
0: No, you're right, it creates ownership. You allowed them that opportunity to create ownership and learn from it. I think one of the things I would say, what James is, was talking about there and it, kind of goes with yours is just we've we've taken the shovel out of kids hands at times Mm. there's a there's the i'm telling you the shovel is a gift digging is a gift you get calluses you learn how to work hard you learn how to search you learn the the shovel is a gift and so Mm -hmm. yes create safe environments to do it but let's give them the opportunity to discover and learn for themselves it's it's valuable so good
1: okay next question this one's really interesting. I love it that we're going to answer this from a Jesus-centered perspective. But how do we help them understand the value of education?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. For me, I always, we would talk about that the value of education is actually in the values. Okay. And what I mean by that is that it was just a great opportunity from, you know, appropriately as you walk through there, you're going to have different conversations. But it was always the opportunity to talk about how we love and serve people, how we honor leadership how we give uh, to others yeah. the fact that life's not all about actually you but life is about serving and glorifying Jesus and creating disciples and serving people and so it just was a great opportunity through age appropriate conversations as you go forward to talk about you're not going to love every class but you still have a mission Matthew 28:19 mm-hmm. doesn't go by which class Right, <laughs> you're in that class to disciple. Right, so how do you build the value of doing things that you don't enjoy? Come on, but you can still fulfill a purpose in that. And yes. so it just you can teach the value of work ethic. You can teach right. the value of respecting maybe a teacher that you don't agree with. So it just sets them up. I think great yeah. for life too. So the value is in the values. Right, it's not right. in the value. The
2: education I think is one thing to because think through. Even if you never have to recite the periodic table. Right, right. discipline, work ethic, all yep. of those things will be invaluable for the rest of your life. All right. What I'm hearing
1: you say, so I I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So when we teach our kids a set of values Mm -hmm. that tease up education, so Mm -hmm. we value work
2: ethic. The Evans, we work hard. Come on. You
1: know, we value discipline. We right. value I don't know what the, the short phrase would be, but you know, doing doing the thing that I don't love yeah, because I, mean, I know it leads to a better end. Absolutely. We value respect. We value completion. Right. We value, so those kinds of things when you create a value system that tees up education. Right. We value wisdom. We value knowledge. We value curiosity. All mm-hmm. of those values lead to understanding and valuing education. So is that what it?
0: Yeah. I, th- I okay. think what you were saying is you've got to determine for your house. What are you? Right. What do you believe in? Yeah. And it should, it should edify and point to Christ, mm-hmm. but we, we determined very on that we're a best house. We're not a grades house. Yeah. We're a best house. That's good. Oh, that's good. What's your best? What's your best? You're not a straight A's house. I, I'm, I, I don't, bet. We did our I, best. And again, I'm not commenting on others, but w- I'm right. not into grades. What I'm in, into is, is what is your best? I love that. Uh, we're an effort house, so and good. we're an ask for help house. Mm. Like, we're we're, <laughs> we're going to fail. We're going to get it wrong. That's so good. We're not going to do good. So let's be in community, work hard, play hard, and, and figure it out together. I like
1: that, too, because it's not just about education. It's about all kinds are. of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right, here we go. This one's tough, you guys. This one's really, really tough. How can I... I I can almost feel the angst and the tears from a parent typing this out, but how can I rebuild relationship in the late teen years, maybe even young adult years as a new believing parent who didn't always get it right and the relationship suffered because of it?
2: Yeah, I think the thing about this that I think about is the beauty of forgiveness, of grace, and of confession. Mm. I think that as followers of Jesus, especially those of us who are parents, we should be the best at admitting when we've messed up because we know that our confession is always met with grace That's and good. even if our mm-hmm. kids don't fully understand it or wrap their minds around it the reality is, is that god does and i think that god honors us being so open and honest yeah. and i think this is the thing that when i first became a christian i was 19 years old i'm one of five kids and it was really really hard for me to reconcile my newfound faith with the way that I had been such a punk to my younger Mm. siblings. And it took months of apologizing, confessing, asking for forgiveness, and trying to do better before those relationships were rebuilt. Now, as a parent, that's gonna be even more challenging because you're the person that your kids have looked up to for so long. Mm -hmm. And when you model real vulnerability, Mm -hmm. real confession, real admittance of where you've done wrong, what you're doing is modeling one of the most powerful gifts that you can give to your kids. That everything in this culture says, don't do that. Because when you admit your mistakes, people are gonna hurt you. They're gonna take advantage Mm. of that. But that's exactly the opposite of what the gospel shows us. Because it was when Jesus was most vulnerable that the greatest victory in history was won, when Jesus allowed himself to be killed on a cross. And so I think that's the picture that I think of, is when you allow yourself to be in the posture of real vulnerability, real confession and say, Hey, I messed up, and I really want to be better. Then you are allowing yourself to be crucified with Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's good. It's, it's spot on. And the one thing I would say is, yes, model forgiveness, like because that's the, at the end of the day, we're modeling. <laughs> we, I, preaching is not our role. I don't think is apparent. parent, I, <laughs> right. because I, I, think, I think modeling is probably, is from what we can gather, way more effective than Absolutely. saying it. And so they're just going to do what we do. And I, I think. The reality is, too, is, yes, model forgiveness, but also model moving on. And here's what I mean. If I could just be very direct, because I think there's someone on this podcast today that this is going to speak to, because it sure has spoke to me at times. At some point after you've done that, you've got to forgive yourself. Mm. That's good. And if we could just be like candid, and I know we're being real here today, we're, we're pretty good at asking God for forgiveness, and that, that's going to be done in repentance. I think maybe second is asking someone, right. but how good are we at actually doing that third piece of saying, I forgive myself because I am forgiven, yeah. and I move on? So I think we also have to model moving on. In a society where sometimes we can just stay locked into that mode. And I just want to so encourage good. you today, if that's, if that's you, man, God has forgiven you. Forgive yourself and, and move on.
1: That's really good. I'll let that sit there for just a second. Wow, that's, thank you, Charlie. Yeah. Okay, so I think that this may be our last question What are some books, podcasts, resources, articles? blogs out there that we would recommend for parents
0: yeah I'm going to run through these really quick. I know James has probably got some, some and you too on this as well, some great stuff. But for me, this is, I'm going to tell you, Leadership and Self-Deception is a book by the Arb Insurance Institute. I'm going to make sure I say this right now. Do not read this book on vacation. Do, <laughs> okay. not, do not buy this book. Go on a vacation and read this book. It'll ruin a vacation, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you're true. going to have a lot of introspection about yourself. It's so good. Uh, Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. We just, I can't, I. if I could tell you one thing about finances, just when they are born, start. And if they're not, if you're 11 and you just started, it's okay. But get them started on total money makeover. The Millionaire Next Door was an incredibly powerful book because in a society where we more and more and more think that wealthy people look a certain way, the reality is the data shows us that wealthy people actually don't live a certain way. And this book highlights the way to live to do that yeah. in terms of being debt-free, living below your means, being very generous, giving back to your community. It's a great book. Weird by Craig Rochelle, I think, is a great disorienting book for them. Oh, I love like, that, yeah. Oh, oh, I can be weird. I can follow Jesus and look different. And then uh, Full Transparency, Have a New Kid by Friday, How to Change Your Child's Attitude, Behavior, Character in Five Days by Dr. Kevin Lehman. We were at one of those stuck points. I don't know if anybody's ever been there with their child. I think <laughs> Bethany was like five. And, like, we were looking at each other like everything we know to do is not working. Right. What do we do? And we had someone recommend this book to us, and it was a brutally difficult two weeks. I Ooh. mean, all hands on deck, tough two weeks. But, man, it was a fantastic book. Really so it wasn't us exactly like Friday. It took yeah, you we, guys two
1: weeks. I well, mean, I don't want to point out that.
0: Yeah, we're, we're a little bit slow.
1: <laughs> <It took laughs> no, that's us, actually that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, to, <laughs> that's to, amazing. To,
0: to really correct some things that we just realized, yeah. man, we, we've really not done well with that, so you had and, but to dial we got to get committed to it. Yeah.
2: That's good. So. Yeah, I second. Leadership and Self-Deception, that is one of my favorite books of all time. I've given away more copies of that book than anything else. It is a game changer. Another one I'd offer up is the book 321, The Story of God, Us, and the World by a guy named Glenn Scrivener. It's a really, really good basic overview of the essentials of Christianity. And at the end of the book, he tackles some of the most common questions that people have about Mm -hmm. Christianity. And it's very readable. It's great for anybody. And it's also great for younger people and then the last thing that i would offer are a series of books titled habitudes by tim elmore oh, yeah. and yeah they're like i don't know maybe 100 pages and throughout each of those books Every yeah. chapter has different, like, activities and stories and illustrations and then reflection questions. Mm-hmm. And those are really, really good to go through with your kids. Yeah. Yes. And you can go through it together where you just do one chapter a week as a family. And I think there would be really, really great conversation that yeah. could come from that.
1: Gosh, I forgot about those. Yeah. Those, those Dude, are classic. Money. Yeah. They're so good. <laughs> yeah. Within that,
0: com- What you just said, though, if I could throw this out here, you know what's a great book to read for, for your kids hmm. is read what they're reading. Mm. Yeah, that's good. okay. I, was in, I just always that's encourage good. people, just read what they're reading. You right. A, you're gonna be able to have more conversation about that's it. Really B, good. you're gonna be able to see what they're learning. C, you're gonna see, is that appropriate? Right. So anyway, but just you know, become interested in what they're interested in. I, I wasn't a huge Justin Bieber fan, but I could I yeah. I could I could sing all the songs still probably. So right. it's just like what are they interested in? Be interested in it. That's
1: so good. I'm gonna recommend a book a friend of mine just just wrote it, just released called Scene. Hmm. And it's about, it, what it does is it helps equip super th- thin, super practical book, but it helps a parent understand anxiety and some of kind of the neurology, hmm. the brain wow. science around that in your kids.
2: That's incredible. Um,
1: and it really equips parents to walk through anxiety uh, wow. with their, their young person. So that would be one of the books. Also, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn but I've had some amazing guests on this podcast. Oh, okay. So really, I'm saying just go back. I thought you were about to tell us
2: you wrote a book. Yeah.
0: I wrote a book. No.
2: <laughs> I wish this would have um, existed
0: 20 years ago. I mean, this is because they're really good.
1: They're really, we've had some great uh, psychologists. We've had authors. We've Come had on. pastors, parents, people that have been down the road and back again. And r- such wisdom. I, I'm really not tuning my horn. It really is about the guests that we've had. So I highly recommend going back. Guys, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom Man, I am so excited for this episode to be released. I know that this is going to be such helpful content. You all said a lot and recommended some great things. So we are going to have show notes for this. So if you'll kind of click on that, whatever the three little dots or the three lines, you'll see the show notes. And from there you're gonna find a discussion guide for your life group. One of the things that we believe in here at Life Church is, man, yeah. well it's it's scriptural. We're not designed to do life alone. We're designed right. to do life yeah. in community with other people and I can't imagine a time where I felt more in need of people who understood where I was than when I was parenting through maybe elementary, through actually empty nesters now. Uh, I'm in a group of empty nesters right now, and we talk a lot about our kids who don't even live with us anymore. So please find yourself some community. But we'll uh, we'll have a discussion guide available for you and for your live group to use to have great conversation around the questions that you've heard today, and you guys can hash through those. And we'll also have a full list of any of the resources uh, and links out to where you can find those resources so that you can get your fingers on those really, really quickly. Guys, again, thank you so much for well, being here. I'm sure your James has been with us before. We're definitely going to have to have, I think, Charlie, Tina, and Bethany back on the oh show. Oh, would be so on. fun yeah. to we have the whole have Eterno family. Sure.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> mm. uh, that would be a lot of fun. But you guys, listen, I look forward to seeing this week at church.
2: Come yeah. on.